You're listening to the number one podcast for nonprofit leaders, getting your nonprofit fully funded. This is the Fundraising Masterminds Podcast. Jim and I are so excited to be hosting this podcast together because we have over 60 years of experience working with nonprofits worldwide. Jim has a background working with Crew, which used to be called Krampus Crusade for Christ, and I have a background in the nonprofit software industry working with fundraisers and fundraiser events. So we are super excited to be putting together this podcast for you. And today we're going to be talking about a very important development principle called win, keep and lift. Absolutely. And Jason, you don't get enough credit for the fact that you actually run a nonprofit organization as well, too, to um, a ministry in Zambia. Mm-hmm. So I am excited about talking about wind, keep, and lift. I, I learned the concept of wind, keep, and lift in my first week as a development professional. Mm-hmm. And it was a core principle and has been my guiding star, my north star, my plumb line ever mm-hmm. since. And we are talking about winning people to our cause keeping them through cultivation and lifting them to higher levels of involvement, including giving. So before we get into the specifics of all that, tell me what your mindset was like, because you said this was week one, right? And um, tell me a little bit about your story, just real quick. Yeah. Tell me the mindset that you had when you were originally given the position of working in the development area of a nonprofit. Well, it's, you know, it's always been said tongue in cheek that no little child goes into life thinking, I can't wait to be in development when I grow up. Mm. Uh, My wife and I both were products of Campus Crusade for Christ. Mm. Uh, We both came to Christ through Campus Crusade, so we Mm. are what what we affectionately call crusade babies. But when we graduated from college, we didn't immediately go to crew. We worked for a few years, but we really felt like we wanted to at least get some training to have a marketplace ministry and then go back into the marketplace. But as would happen so often, uh, instead of going just for a few years to try it out, here we are 38 years Mm -hmm. later. I started out on the college campus at Texas Tech University, and after 18 months was assigned to Campus Crusade headquarters Hmm. in San Bernardino, California at the time. Right. And I remember part of your story was that you actually wanted to work on campus. You you had an idea of what you thought you could do for crew. And when you were given the job of working with development at the headquarters, you were actually a little disappointed about that. Oh, I can't tell you. I went kicking and screaming. (laughs) Uh, It just, for me... As we all do when God calls us to certain things. (laughs) Absolutely. In fact, I actually, to be really frank, I had no idea what development was. Mm. I thought it was land development. (laughs) I I just, I had no idea it had anything to do with raising money or building friends. Mm. And I went in there because I didn't see myself sitting behind a desk and and that's what I thought I would be doing is sitting behind a desk instead of being out front with college students. And I can tell you, I arrived in February, went to my first development conference in Dallas in April. Hmm. And after the first couple sessions, I said, this is not for me. I'm not going to get into this. This is 
just a nightmare situation. Mm. And I was in the Marriott Quorum Hotel in Dallas, walked to the Galleria, and for two hours I circled the parking lot, grousing and complaining to the Lord about what a mistake he'd made <laughs> and how he had put me into a position that I should never been in. Mm. And it was just a huge mistake. Mm. And after two hours of complaining, I was exhausted. How did that go? Oh, uh, I, I just, yeah, yeah. Uh, clearly, did you God's mind? Yeah, no, clearly <laughs> he was right and I was wrong. Right. And, and uh, he let me know. And, and not an audible voice, but he pretty much said to me, are you done complaining? Complaining? Mm. Are you is it? Are you ready now to finally do what I've asked you to do? Mm. And I surrendered that to the Lord, and I, I it was the best decision I've ever made in my mm. life. There's people who go through life that never know weather on this earth. Mm. I was placed on this earth and created to be in development, to mm. be in this area of developing friendships and relationships mm. with partners. I'm glad you shared your story because I think that's a lot of how people end up in development yeah. for nonprofits right. is maybe you started as a volunteer. It was something that you were interested in. Before you know it, you're uh, a leader. And then before you know it, you're on staff. And then before you know it, certain people fall off. And then you're given the keys to now being in charge of fundraising events and development and getting donors and and you're like might be sitting there going you know I don't I didn't sign up for this right you know you might be at yep. that place where you're arguing with God and saying God you got the wrong person yeah you know just like Moses was with God when he asked him to free the people from uh, Egypt so yeah. well you know. it's seen as a necessary evil Jason mm-hmm. you know you have to raise the money but you don't want to do it it's it's like taking medicine you don't like you hold your nose you grab your glass of water and you force it down your throat and you hate it all the way. And that's the way people come into development is hating it all the way through. Well, it's because we think of development as asking people for money and nobody likes asking people for money, right? It's hitting people up for money. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me about how did you get to the point where you were kicking and screaming and arguing with God for two hours in a parking lot to being completely transformed in your mind with this wind, keep and lift thing. Because you said this was a week one kind of mindset. So obviously something must have happened that got you excited. Yeah. Well, in one word, it's relationships, uh, bottom line. Uh, Certainly there was that surrender part where I just said, God, I'll I'll go anywhere, do anything you want me to do. And that was was a, a big moment there. When I found out that it wasn't about transactional relationships. It's not about hitting people up for it money. It's not about hitting up people for money. It's about developing long-term mm-hmm. partnerships, relationships with people. I love that. I love people. I always have. I love <laughs> relationships. I love getting to know people. I love to find out their story, to listen to where they came from. And a lot of that is in development. And mm-hmm. I, I had great mentors. I had people who came alongside me and really taught me some principles, mm-hmm. basic principles of relationships. Building. They didn't focus in on getting into people's pocketbooks. The fact that somebody ended up giving at the end was the byproduct. Mm. It's developing that long-term genuine relationship. I don't mean Mm. I'm going to pretend to get to know someone so I get their dollars. Mm. I'm going to genuinely care about them, care about their family, care about why they have a burden for something, Mm. and I'm going to see how we can partner together. That totally transformed why, how I do and what I do. 
Okay, so wind keeping lifts. Right, absolutely. Well, let's start with the wind, first of all. Uh, we're talking about winning people to our cause. Hmm. Now, every organization needs new partners. It's critical. Uh, in fact, one of the, uh, the principles that I have is that you shut the the back door and you open up the front door as wide as you possibly can. That means let in as many new partners and new friends as you possibly can. So we're looking at plans, strategies, uh, activities to get new friends to our organization and right. and win people to our cause. Right. And isn't winning people to our cause one of the most exciting things that you could be doing? Uh, and, and letting them know, I, you are giving people an opportunity to be involved in God's work and to make a difference. Right. Uh, we, in a sense, Jason, we are blessings brokers. We know that God is going to bless those individuals who are partners with us, who come alongside in ministry. So we have the incredible and amazing opportunity to position opportunities, put them before people so that they can be blessed by God and nothing more exciting than that. Well, you had mentioned that I run a nonprofit in Zambia, and um, that's one of the core things that I live by too, um, because it's very easy as a nonprofit leader to feel the burden for the ministry that you're doing or the the nonprofit work that you're doing. Uh, And we tend to carry that burden. We think nobody cares about this except me or nobody cares about it more uh, than I do. And we tend to carry that burden on our own and feel like we have to bear that weight. Um, But one of the things that the Lord really reminded me, this is a, a ministry or an organization that you know, if it was founded under um, principles of, of the Lord or principles of, um, you know, reaching people for the kingdom or, or the gospel, you know, if, we, if we're aligned with the things of the kingdom of God, then ultimately it's God's organization, right? It's, right. Up, it's up to him Absolutely. to grow it and it's up to him to multiply it. And so just putting that burden on him and then just, you know, in prayer, Uh, giving that to the Lord, you know, every day and just kind of being his ambassadors, you know, rather than feeling the weight that you have to do everything. Yeah. um, You can wake up in the morning and say, you know, Lord, I'm so excited that I get to work for you. Yeah. Or I get to represent um, the poor or the needy in Zambia, you know, wherever I go. Not I have to, I get to. I get to. Yeah. Yeah. It's a privilege. Yeah. Um, And so it is a lot about mindset. And I think sometimes... Uh, we get trapped oh, yeah. in the cycle of just all the mundane uh, tasks of Paying life. bills, making sure the payroll is... Right, yeah. and we forget uh, who we're working for. We right. forget what we're doing. We forget the vision and yeah. the mission and the values of what we're all right. about. Right. And so that's why on this podcast, we are bringing you practical, biblical uh, principles that right. relate to the mission and vision and values of a nonprofit because we want to keep you focused on the right mindset. Right. Um, I understand the concept of winning people to our cause, but what practical tips do you have in winning people? Because it it is actually very difficult. It Uh, is. For me as a nonprofit leader, um, I'm always trying to get people to sponsor children in Zambia. Um, and I find it incredibly difficult to get new people interested. Right. You know, once they're interested, you know, I can, you know, they're very much engaged and, you know, on board. Right. Uh, But getting people excited about my nonprofit is very difficult because they're inundated with all kinds of stuff, right? They're always getting stuff thrown at them. So how do we win a new person over to our nonprofit 
and what we do as a nonprofit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a couple of things that we refer to as new name acquisition or new donor acquisition strategies. And those strategies can include everything from renting lists of people and putting before them the opportunity in either email marketing or hard copy marketing. You can collect referrals. You meet with someone and you say, Mr. Smith or Mrs. Jones, thank you so much for partnering with us. Uh, is there anyone that you know who would be equally excited about this project or this strategy mm. that you could share with me their name or even better, would you call ahead or email them ahead and let them know that you like what you're doing, introduce us. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you one of the things, and we're going to talk about this as we start to wrap up towards the end, but we do a perfect vision dinner strategy. And one of the best ways is what we utilize, which is a table host strategy, mm. which is friends inviting friends. So we see it's a great way to introduce people to your organization. One of the things that we do with our perfect vision strategy is we employ friends inviting friends. We mm -hmm. get those people to move into circles of individuals that we would never move into ourselves. And what's right. happening is they invite their friends. They don't just give us their names of their friends who we don't know anything about. They are actually asking their friends to come to an event, sit with them at their table, have a great meal, mm -hmm. have great conversation, and then hear about our message. That's one of the best ways to do that. Right. So even though it's difficult, it's important, you must do it, but you also want to employ the right strategies. And the Perfect Vision Dinner is one of the ways to do that. Yeah, so Jim brought up the Perfect Vision Dinner. And uh, if you're interested in learning more about that, you can check it out at the fundraisingmasterminds.net uh, website. Um, again, the website is fundraisingmasterminds.net. We'll have a link of it in the description, of course. Um, but this Perfect Vision Dinner course is a online curriculum that Jim and I created. And it is a 20-week step-by-step walkthrough of exactly the mindset um, the strategy, and then practically how to do it. We actually right. walk you through week by week by week. Um, and the cool thing about this course is it's a it's a live course, right. right? So it's not just something that you just watch at any time. We actually have specific times of the year that you enroll. Yep. And um, Jim and I actually have weekly calls with everyone who is in the course. And we walk you through week by week by week. So the first two, three weeks is all mindset, strategy, and you kind of learn about, you know, the perfect vision dinner. And right. it's very much focused on this friends inviting friends. Right. We call it friend raising. Mm -hmm. um, and then once you kind of understand the mindset and you understand kind of what this is all about, then we actually walk you through, literally walk you through step by step. This is what you do week, uh, week 18. Right. Leading up to the dinner. This is what you do week 17 leading up to the dinner this is what you do week 15 and 14. We go all the way through until the week of the dinner. And our goal is for you to actually do the perfect vision dinner. Exactly. Uh, the formula that we have uh, described uh, in the course. And yeah. so what it actually does is it gets you fully funded. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So that's our, that's our big yeah. goal with the perfect vision dinner yeah. is we believe that if you do a perfect vision dinner, that you can get 100% fully funded uh, in your organization. And yeah. not only will you get fully funded, right, but right. you will also be acquiring new partners. Absolutely. You will be uh, uh, building new relationships. Right. Uh, and uh, this is just something that we are 
so excited about. Yeah. Uh, and it's not a one-time thing, right? It's a continual thing. This is something that you do every year to build uh, relationships with your donors, right? Um, to build relationships with your partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, it really is kind of a, a key pillar. Right. And it should be a key pillar in every single nonprofit. Absolutely. So if this is something that you're like, huh, I'm not doing a vision dinner or maybe you're doing a gala. I mean, some people call it galas. Some people call it banquets. Some people call it vision dinners, vision dinners. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's really, uh, there, there is a difference and there is, uh, there is a kind of a right way to do an event like this. Right. And there's a wrong way to do an event like this. Um, maybe you could talk just briefly about, uh, the differences between our model and other people's models. Absolutely. Well, really, and we talked about in, in a prior broadcast, we talked about the difference between friend raising and fundraising. Mm -hmm. Fundraising strategies include selling tickets and selling tables. And there are a lot of organizations to do that, but we have proven over the years uh, with 2,500 dinners that the most effective way is really friend raising, and that is inviting individuals to a complimentary meal, and at the end, they're given an opportunity to give. And we see anywhere between three and five times more money raised with a complimentary meal. When they buy a ticket or buy a table, it's equivalent to going door to door and selling candy or selling trinkets to people. And all they're interested in is getting people's dollars and you mm-hmm. have a transaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, you give them a trinket, they give you money. You buy a ticket, they give you a meal. Right. But there's I remember no one of the things you said in the course uh, was you said, you know, Going to someone and asking them to buy a table or buy a, t- a ticket to your dinner is the equivalent of saying, um, hey, Mr. John Smith, you know, I really like you and your family and I know that you're a successful businessman uh, and I would like to have a relationship with you, but I would like you to pay me to start a relationship so that we could get to know each other a bit right. more. <laughs> right, exactly. Kind of backwards. But how many organizations do that in, right. you know, all over the world? So yeah, it's a mistake, but people do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds people do it because they think that in selling tickets uh, and having auctions and doing all these things, they think that they're going to cover the expense. So they think that they're going to minimize the risk of their event because it does cost money to put on an event. Yes. And um, just the idea of a complimentary event might sound scary to a lot of people. Uh, But that is exactly why we put together the Perfect Vision Dinner course, because um, even though it might sound scary... We do these vision dinners all over the country. I mean, mm-hmm. you do, right. personally, I think you do up to 80 per year. Right. Uh, you've done over 2,500 right. uh, over the course of 38 years. So mm-hmm. you know that this model works. Right. And they don't, uh, I don't think there's one dinner story that I've heard from you where it hasn't worked. Right. Uh, it, I mean, it, it always true. works. Yeah, yeah so, absolutely. So it's a proven model. Um, and it 99% of the time it gets the organization fully funded. Yeah, so if this yeah. is something that you are, uh, intrigued by, you want to learn more about, definitely check it out at fundraisingmasterminds.net. Yeah. So, okay. We talked about winning people to our right. cause and how to do that. Let's talk about keeping people. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, honestly, keeping can really be one of the most cost-effective and easiest way. Uh, when you've got someone who's a friend of yours, somebody who loves you already, uh, getting them to stay with you really is is much cheaper than trying to win someone to mm. your cause. And so what we're referring to when we talk about keeping, we're talking about emailing people with reports of changed lives, of stories of how their money was used. We send direct mail letters to people. Video we send updates. Postcards, video updates, all with the idea that here are the results of our partnership together. Right. And it, it is just so important important that we do everything we can to keep right. people because you spend a lot of money probably in getting that donor mm-hmm. or that partner right. uh, and you need to do everything you can to keep them. Well, I know uh, when you spend a lot of time really focusing on the relationship side of things, specifically if you have the mindset of building partners right? and you're not just doing transactional things like um, you know auctions and stuff like that. Uh, you, it really does bring a different culture to the organization because um, you are literally partnering with people. They're joining with you to accomplish this cause. Right. And so then your your updates and your email letters and your, your printed material tend to have more of a focus on, hey, you joined with us in this mm-hmm. cause and let me show you how we are making an impact together. Right. That that gets people really excited. Yeah. And it doesn't have to include an ask. It really doesn't. You can can just present opportunities to people without actually asking. You can tell them success stories in a particular country and get them excited about that. It's just so important that you always provide an opportunity for someone to give. So someone has a story that they like, make sure you've got a link somewhere to your website or if you send them a letter with a a newsletter with things make sure you've got an envelope in there and remember you don't want to over ask for money because that's a big mistake that a lot of people make if you mail or email people twice a year and one of those two times you ask for money the perception is that 50 percent of the time they're asking for money Mm -hmm. but when you mail 12 times a year you can ask three, two or three times a year and they're not feeling overwhelmed by that. So make sure that you communicate and communicate frequently. Uh, You know, the old joke about marriage where people will say, you know, I told you I loved you on on our wedding day, if that changes, I'll let you know. Uh, that's that. We know that's a recipe for failure in marriage. It's also a recipe for failure with your partners as well, too. You have got to tell them that you care about them, you, you appreciate, appreciate them, them, you love them, mm-hmm. all those things. So important. We couldn't. I always say this to you um, in my email list that you know we, we could not do this without you. Right. You are the ones that make this possible. That's right. You know, and I think we have to always remember. Um, you know, who's enabling the nonprofit to actually accomplish its mission. Yeah. Well, they need to be, uh, they need to feel like they're a worthwhile member of worthy cause. It's just, Mm -hmm. it is so important that they, they see the value of their investment and that it's, that's making a difference for eternity. It's not making a difference in keeping the lights on. It's not making a difference in, in helping you complete your budget. And I can't tell you how many, 
letters and emails I've gotten over the years have said, help us finish the year in the black. No, what motivates people <laughs> is help us make a difference in so We need so you to pay life. our electric bill. Exactly. I can't tell you how often I've seen those kinds of things. When Maybe. I see those things, I think to myself, uh, can I write them back a letter and say, um, <laughs> I need help with my electric bill too. Right. <laughs> yeah. From well, it, it reeks of desperation. <laughs> yeah. And that's not, people don't give to things that they definitely don't give to a sinking ship, but they don't right. like to give to desperation. Uh, we always say that people give to vision and impact. Those are kind of yeah. the two yeah. cores, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we always want to uh, communicate to people that we have a vision that mm-hmm. is impacting the world right. and that their partnership is making a difference, right. you know, because people want to be a part of something. Right. Uh, and they want to know that their dollar is going towards something that's actually going to make a difference. And even in a difference in the life of an individual, if you right. have individuals, you can use names. Don't for confidentiality, you can use just first names. Right. Or, you know, if you're coming from some country where it would, you'd risk the life of a person, then put a strip across someone's eyes and, uh, you know, help their confidentiality. But connecting with a person, there's also an adage that says people give to people justified mm-hmm. by the cause. So if you can connect them with a person, and that their gift is changing a life like, you know, Ali or Frankie or Steven or Mary. Right. Huge. People give to people. Justified by the cause. I like that one. Mm-hmm. All right. So we talked about winning people to your cause. We right. talked about keeping. Yep. Um, that's all in the area of uh, friend raising. Right. Now, how do we lift people to new heights? Mm. Well, I'll tell you, lifting is so important. I can't tell you how often I've heard stories of people giving twenty-five dollars to an organization, and they never asked for a higher gift. And there are just countless organizations where somebody gives a hundred dollars a year for life, and no one ever challenged them to give more. Mm-hmm. We find. There's an old saying that says, your loose change won't change the world. Someone had told me that one time, and I believe it's so important. We've got to continue to challenge people mm-hmm. to bigger opportunities for involvement. That doesn't just mean money. Uh, I love the acrostic, and we'll go through that in a broadcast of life, which is labor, influence, finances, and expertise. Mm -hmm. We want to include someone and lift them in all those areas, but especially in the area of finance. Most individuals get a pay increase every year. Some get promotions. Some benefit through Mm -hmm. the sale of property, sale of business. And you've got to look for those opportunities to challenge them to greater levels of involvement. Right. So what do you mean by challenging them to greater levels of involvement? Because what I'm hearing you say is um, you want to get more dollars out of individuals, but you're not talking necessarily about dollars. Well, no, as I said, we want to really use that life acrostic. What is, from the labor standpoint, are there ways to pull people in from the labor standpoint? Mm-hmm. If if you have someone that comes to your vision dinner, as an example, they were at a table last year and they really had a good, good time and they gave a significant gift, mm-hmm. I want to ask those people to be a table host next year 
and mm-hmm. invite their friends so I can start to get into other networks. So okay. that's what we're essentially we're talking about lifting. We're lifting them from mm-hmm. being a guest to being a table host. And then maybe what being, about volunteering? Oh volunteering, yeah. That mm-hmm. well, yeah, absolutely. You know, if they if they you know volunteer to a particular event, maybe they actually are one of your key positions in your vision dinner strategy. Mm-hmm. They all of a sudden move from, you know, folding greeter. Folding stuffing ceiling or being a greeter to being a table host coordinator coordinator or reservations coordinator. Mm. Yeah. Including them in, in greater levels and from the expertise side of things, you know, pull them in, get them on an advisory board where they're giving you an input on their area of expertise, whether it's accounting, marketing, management, and then use that as a springboard to pull people on your full board. Mm. And, and it's, it's advisory boards are terrific training proving grounds for greater involvement in boards of directors. And so it's much more than just your finances for sure. But how do you do it? You ask the question, how do you do that? Well, you look for specific things that they're interested in. One of the greatest indicators of how much somebody can give is their last gift. So I know if someone gave $1,000 in their last gift, uh, one of the levels of my ask is a thousand, but I'm I'm looking at would you consider a gift of five thousand, twenty five hundred, or maybe even a thousand dollars to help us with that? So you're challenging them to something greater. You'll notice the third ask was what they currently give. So at at the least we're asking them to give what they've given in the past. But we wanna always put before them a greater opportunity. Uh, well, thanks, Jim. I think that was really uh, valuable to talk about this concept of win, keep, and lift. Um, I think sometimes we get stuck in the trenches of the day-to-day, and yeah. um, it's good to be reminded you know, why we do what we do and to talk about the strategy. For all of you who are listening, I want to know, I want to hear from you. You know, what do you think of this win, keep, and lift uh, strategy? And I want to know what you've been doing as an organization. You know, what what are the mindset things that really get you going and really help you um, get uh, more people involved in your organization? So we'd love to hear from you about that. And we'd love to know what you think of win, keep, and lift. We also talked about the perfect vision dinner and the the strategy that we have, yeah, right? So right. I just wanted to remind you, if you want to check that out, you can go to fundraisingmasterminds.net. Um, again, we have um, the courses are enrolled periods. So we do a spring enrollment and a fall enrollment. And again, that's something that, you know, Jim and I personally oversee. We do weekly calls with everyone who's involved in that course. And the, the course is designed to get you fully funded uh, in less than, about it's about four months, right? Right. So that's yep. a twenty weeks. It's a pretty cool uh, course that we have there, and you should definitely check that out, especially if you're struggling for capital and you're interested in this idea of friend raising. And also, just wanted to remind you that this podcast exists to encourage you as a nonprofit leader uh, with practical biblical principles of all things nonprofit. So we're going to be talking about all kinds of topics coming down your way. Uh, so definitely subscribe to this channel. We have it in video format as well as audio format. So uh, the cool thing about the video is that you can see us. Yeah. So hi, everybody. Uh, but uh, but then, you know, if this is something that you want to be regularly a part of our community and our podcast, uh, you can take us on the road. Right. And you can find that on Apple, Spotify, and all things, wherever podcasts are broadcast is where you can find that. Mm-hmm. So definitely check it out and subscribe. 
And we look forward to seeing you guys in the next episode.